1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard As the dust begins to settle on the latest international break It's back to league business with the potential for a number of deadline day signings To make their debuts this weekend Liam Scales has been speaking, says he's ready to hit the ground running at Celtic And proof of a Covid vaccine will be needed for football games With over 10,000 people in Scotland I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Gordon DL and Mark Wilson Yeah, usually me and Daz are here on a Thursday after the international break And we're talking about how we can't wait to get back to domestic football and you know that's right we love domestic football but I think we're still revelling in the result away to Austria and it set us up nicely for a trip to Qatar I wonder if we'll be on the plane going there I'm already looking at hotels so a a great week internationally but like I'd say good to see that he's not getting carried away he's been watching too much Ant and Dick we're on the plane Uh, he's already looking at hotels (laughs) it was a terrific result Uh, takes us forward and uh, looking forward to next uh, month's game against Israel at home massive for us Gordon but we're in pole position and obviously as Mark says we're now starting to look forward to domestic football uh, and Saturday that seems a long while ago since uh, Rangers played Celtic at uh, Ibrox uh, on the Sunday so we're looking forward terrific card lots to talk about 01419511025 that is the number you need to get in touch with the panel tonight so don't hang about pick up that phone and let us know what is on your mind I know for a fact I've been here long enough to know that international football is not everyone's cup of tea so if you've been waiting patiently waiting for the return of the domestic stuff Well this is it It's Thursday night We've got big domestic games Across the weekend Five crackers on Saturday In the Premiership And Edinburgh Derby on Sunday Games down the divisions as well Potentially debuts For some late summer signings So whatever is on your mind With regards to your club team You've been sitting on it For the last two weeks Now is the time To share it What are you expecting From your new signings Maybe the ones that we've Not seen yet Is the likes of Janino Bakuna Georgios Giacomakis Liam Scales, Jota, who would you expect to go straight into the team this weekend? What are you expecting from them? How do you see them fitting into the team that you've already got? Any of the above and whatever else is on your mind, pick up that phone right now and let us know. 01419511025 and we can talk domestic football. Of course, if you do still have something to get off your chest about Scotland or the international break, then we're here for you as well Usual number Or Twitter at Clyde SSB uh, But we're feeling a bit better About ourselves Mark Wilson As we head into this uh, Domestic return Than we otherwise could have been Yeah well Last week we were standing here And we were We were chatting about The the Denmark game And how things went wrong How it was a disaster First half And how These games coming up Were so important We We then started looking forward To the Austria game And we kind of Forgot about the challenge that Moldova would pose on Saturday Scotland got through that And although it wasn't the scoreline everyone thought it would be You still created enough chances to score But the most important thing was three points The Austria game is huge we, We've chatted about it last week I've heard uh, Hugh on here chatting about it How one of these games that we go away We have to win uh, And it has to be against a, a team that we're probably not expected to beat And I thought the, the team were Fantastic on the night I thought we defended brilliantly When needed um, But we showed real promise uh, Going forward as well And you know, And Billy Gilmore In the midfield 
We, I know we keep raving about him But we have to we're, we're that quick to put our players down When they don't perform If we've got a guy Who's performing like he is In every single game he plays We're right to shout about it uh, Gordon you and I had to settle for Radio coverage on the mm-hmm. way home On Tuesday night initially Before we could get in and, and finish watching the game on TV And then watch it back It was it was a nervy drive Listening to the basketball nature of the game In the first half back and forward But we got the job done Yeah what, have, uh, what uh, helped Gordon Was the fact that uh, Dykes sticks away the penalty kick Gives us something to hold on to I thought we were excellent I really did uh, I think a lot of praise must go to the manager He comes in for criticism about being negative uh, we were sitting here trying to second guess the team before it came in. Uh, it was an attacking lineup, two up top. I think everybody was crying out for that, and he got his rewards. And so he must take a pat in the back for that. Uh, as I said earlier, pole position for second. We've got a home game next against Israel, and I fully, th- you know, intend that we're going to go there and win that one, Gordon, and get the valuable three points that would probably secure us that second place. So. Terrific, six points out of six No goals conceded Well done Scotland uh, We've got some big breaking news tonight as well I mentioned it in the headlines The Scottish Parliament Not often I start a sentence like that On Clyde One Super Scoreboard But they've voted to introduce Covid vaccine passports For nightclubs and other large scale events Now it's the other large scale events That we are interested in Because for games of crowds over 10,000 uh, That is where it kicks in for us in Scottish football. So proof of a COVID vaccine um, will be required for matches of that size. It will apply from October the 1st. Um, Jim Goodwin's been speaking about it today. I know lots of you will feel strongly about that. So let me know what you think. You can pick up the phone 01419511025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB. Um, the SPFL have issued a statement saying they're looking for uh, solutions to make this as, as kind of, um, easy as possible, if you like. They've been in discussions with the government officials. Um, they're keen to explore uh, whether this can include spot checks rather than blanket inspections of everyone attending the games. So a, a bit of detail there. But, but overall, in general, for games of over 10,000 fans, y- you have to have proof of a COVID vaccine to go along. I think we can... Say that in general terms If you're for that You're against it You can pick up the phone And let us know 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Right Domestic football's back then What are you looking forward to? Well You touched on it earlier there Gordon The, the new signings The late summer signings Coming in um, like From a Celtic point of view I think when You look at some of the names That have been Brought to the club Who haven't featured yet Yakimakis You, you touched on there Yota as well um, so I'm speaking today I think there's a slight concern over Furuhashi So I think it, those guys are coming in at the right time I wonder how McCarthy is as well You know, So the squad has certainly been bolstered And I think Celtic fans going along on Saturday Will be looking for a number of those players to feature And it could be a, a totally new look Celtic team From what was there last season We started pre-season and everyone's saying, well, it's kind of the same people it's there, minus the, the obvious ones like Scott Brown who had departed. It looks like it's shaping up differently now, so that'll be interesting. It's always interesting when mm-hmm. teams announce their their eleven starting 11s for the games, Gordon, but I think this weekend, who's in for the first time, who's making their debut, and who's not returned fit and healthy from international duty? That's going to be the real fascination. That's a big worry uh, for the managers, Gordon, especially the ones like, um, you know, uh, Postacoglu and Steven Gerrard that's got players away in international duty. I know St Mirren have as well, but um, 
you just look forward to saying, right, okay, Friday comes, see who you've got available. Uh, the b- big squads, that's what they're there for. I think we've got a cracking fixture list on Saturday. It kicks off early um, afternoon, St Johnston Rangers. That'll be a terrific game, I think. Then everybody will be looking what will Celtic's team line be uh, come Saturday. You've got Motherwell and Aberdeen and our good game and Livingston and St Mirren desperate for points. So everything to play for. Right, return of domestic football. What's on your mind? Which of your new summer signings are you hoping to see for the first time? How do you think they'll fit into the team? If you've any lingering thoughts on Scotland and it's go for COVID vaccine passports to get into games with a crowd of over 10,000. What do you make of that? 01419511025. John is first up tonight. Take it away, John. Hi Gordon, Gordon and Mark, how are you? Hope you're Thank all well you. Good. Hey, no, I was saying to the boy on, on there I think this Greek boy will hit the ground running And I watched a bit of him on YouTube Plus I seen a bit of him last year And I think the style of football we've played this year And I said I don't know how long Kyogo's going to be about Which I hope it's not long But I think this boy will go straight to the team on Saturday So I will against Ross County And I like, to, I like the look of Yota, the way he spoke He seems a very intelligent wee guy uh, but I, and I think Liam Scales is going to be a good signing What I've seen of him But I think the Greek boy will score goals for fun over here His record I just want to know what you think guys Well Mark There is a question mark over Kyogo at the moment And not really much more we can say Until we get you know, Ange Postacoglu's take on it Which I assume will be tomorrow I guess everyone in Celtic's camp Will be fingers crossed that it's nothing serious But even if it was You know a couple of weeks then Then well Giacomakis is He's going to have to play Is he not I mean A a start for Albina Yeti Would seem unlikely Well I I certainly would But Celtic do seem Transformed from A couple of weeks ago Well the the other Different side Edwards away Christie's away Although there was That one gun Contract issue With those They were still Big enough players At Celtic They're away Um, Kyogo Maybe injured Yakimakis You've got to think Comes into play Now John's right He looks The part when you, you see his clips And you see The amount of goals he's scored um, But it's very different You know Coming to Scotland It's very different Playing for Celtic The expectation that's on him Is very different um, The style Celtic will play Will be different So It will be interesting To see how He adapts to that And the other The other players who Will come into Ange Postacoglu Thinking as well it, As I say it's, it's an exciting time I think to be a Celtic fan Coming off the back Of a, a poor result and get into the game on Saturday So um, I think they can be quite excited What they're going to see Well we've been trying to find out a bit more About some of the deadline day signings uh, We'll hear from an expert on Janino Bakuna Well he's, he's an expert on more than that But we'll hear from him a bit later on Let's start with Yakimakis Since John uh, brought it up We've been speaking to Dutch-based journalist Michael Statham uh, He says the Greek striker excels inside that 18-yard box He says he's got a habit of being in the right place At the right time Yakimakis is a striker who's known to be somewhat of a poacher. He's um, fairly good at ball recoveries off the ball, but mainly he's known for his strength to try and win the ball back and to hold the ball up, but also his threat in the box. A lot of his goals um, come from like sort of first touch finishes, if you like. Very good at penalties, headers, volleys. He's made a reputation for himself in the area of Z top goal scorer in the league last season in his only season in the Eredivisie made a reputation for, for the right place at the right time if 
Kyogo is fit to start the game John Is it going to be a bit longer before we see Giacomakis Do you think they play together or one or the other? Well, you see two of them playing together So I would, I would like to try it, see how they go I mean it's Talk to me, I've always liked, since I was a boy, liked to see two centre forwards together. I mean, I think the two of them would complement one another. So I do. Because I think Koyogo would come deeper, not I mean, because he can obviously play on the left and the right. Which he's, we've seen him the last couple of games as well. He's played below. I think he's better through the middle. We've, we've seen that against Rangers when Edward went off. He looked more dangerous when through the middle. But I, I, I like to see the two of them play together, just to, to see how it go. Yeah, a bit interesting. Um, I think if Furuhashi doesn't play, he'll certainly start, Gordon. Now, if I was him, I'd be looking at the last three fixtures that Celtic have played in the league at Celtic Park. 15 goals have scored. So it shows you the chances they're creating. As a new striker coming into a club, you're playing at home against Ross County. You're thinking right away, we're going to get plenty of chances here. You want to hit the ground running. And by doing that in front of a large crowd at Celtic Park, the best thing for a centre forward is scoring a goal. Or maybe two. And that just sets your, your career on and, and, and at Celtic Football Club and you become an instant here. So if I was a centre forward and I'm looking at this fixture and I'm not being disrespectful to Ross County because St Myrna went there and got batter six. Dundee have been batter six. Hearts have uh, lost three. So you'd expect the Celtic team on Saturday to create chances against Ross County as a centre forward, you want to be there. Yeah, yeah, I've got to agree because you can't see who else can play. You, you said yourself, Gordon. It's not going to be a Yeti. Obviously, Griffiths away as well. And if Kyogo is injured, there is a lack of a, a striking options there. So Daz is right. This is a time to if he's fully fit, he's trained, he's had a, a, a spell in the building, getting to know people. Yeah, it's the ideal game to put him in. Uh, thank you, John. One four one nine five one one zero two five. What are you most excited about with the, the return? Of domestic football Who are you looking forward to seeing How do you think the new signings Will fit in All of the usual pre-match questions Get them answered for us on the phones William is a Rangers fan How much are you looking forward to seeing your team back in action William Oh he's disappeared I don't know if it was cold fee I'm sure not We'll get William back uh, William seems to have disappeared I'll tell you what We'll just take this break nice and early We'll try and speak to William next And plenty more of your calls coming up you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson are here. It's 0141-951-1025. We're looking back to the return of domestic football. I'm getting inundated here. Honestly, three or four tweets at least um, asking if Gordon Diel is going to make a sensational return. To Somerset Park oh, It was the first thing I thought about After David Hopkin that, left that, that Sad news parted that, company. You know, Never liked to see it But the first thing My mind went to was There's one man To get back Inundated I, I, I take it the three or four Aren't <laughs> from Air United Supporters Is that a no? What's that? Is that a no? Not interested oh, yeah, I'll be your agent Ruled, ruled never, himself out He's never I, going to rule anything out I, I, He's I looking would, at all options at the minute Only if we said we'd come as my number two I'd love nothing hey, better I would just Come bomb. on it's, I, it's But not I've seen the job you've done at Breaking I want to last longer in the job I want at least six months management <laughs> A payoff that's not, what, Maybe that's what we should do then You both apply And we'll see who gets further in the process Oh there's only one winner Right and then we'll 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 play it out on air here Right so it's it's really for our entertainment We're just taking advantage What I would do I would be proactive though I would send The new chairman 
the footage of the fans waiting outside him and his previous his spell, spell. Yeah. and I'd say, look, you don't want that trouble yeah. outside the ground. And then so, what I would do is I would sell and send the new chairman, me walking out in the cup final, semi final, win the league, <laughs> finish second the championship. I and think say, we should do that. I no, think no, that up. <laughs> right. Then I would send a statue that was outside for breaking. That he obviously helped get into the Highland League because he got put out of the yeah. Scottish League because he was a manager, right? Uh, no, so hold on. This is the plan, right? You both apply for the Air United job. None of you will get it, but let's see who gets the furthest in the process, and we can have it for our entertainment in the Super Scoreboard uh, audience. What do we think? How, how do you know? Is Duff not? Well, no, it's Duff not in charge. That's true. Another friend of the show <laughs> might end up with it. He's he not for Brilliant if Duff finished third. And you, you send you both send me your CV. I'll put them oh, both yeah, up. Yeah. We'll let the public vote. I'll put a poll on there to see who they would have as the new air don't manager. Embarrass him, my CV would absolutely I know, blow but I would love to see your CV. Oh, it's fantastic! I know, but I bet you it's just scrolling with a piece of pencil. <laughs> in fact, hold on a minute. <laughs> I actually, I actually put it on Twitter earlier. I put your picture yeah, up I... next to the vacancy, and I said, "Bring him home." I don't and start Derek, Derek Ireland replied saying, "No, you're all right, mate. Let's go forward." Not back oh, So presumably Derek doesn't want To go back to cup finals That's all I can I, I can d- take d- from that You know I didn't want to finish Second the championship Against Tabs Don't want to get to semi-finals Don't want wrong. big Beat Kilmarnock Four out of four and What's, what's, what's your it? philosophy That's what they always ask what, What's your philosophy Ah uh, well How would, would you cope Because <laughs> it's changed now Would you put the powerpoint Have you got that in your well, locker yeah, I'd look, I Can after, you do powerpoint presentations yes, I looked after him Not that long ago He'll okay. tell you the, the nah, magician's done Microsoft PowerPoint, is he? That's a he's, good on the, he's good on the computer. Yeah, he's good at getting someone else websites. to do it for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, okay. We'll maybe get back to that later on. I'll put a po- see who, who, who's most likely to get the job. 01419511025. William is back. Well, uh, how much are you looking forward to seeing your team back in action, William? Yeah, hello, Gordon. Gordon, I'm very excited. Right? My point is tonight to the panel, my take on Rangers at the start of the season, that the injuries. And the COVID situation is absolutely horrendous. At the start of the season, we've had players injured, suspended, big big European players suspended. COVID ripped the heart out against Celtic with eight players missing, plus the manager. And now you're picking up the paper on the computer and you've got Haji, you've got Hellander, you've got Parson. What, what my point is, right, if the rivals can't take advantage of this problem, Rangers are right now, they'll never, because Rangers, it's a testament to Stephen Gerrard's squad that we're standing up to this. If other teams in the league get these same problems, their squads are paper thin. They're not going to cope. I mean, I just think Rangers have been very, very, it's, it's absolutely horrendous, Gordon. I, I, I just can't make it out. I think, to, uh, I think was it, Tavernas said he was going back to training this week. He still could even taste his food. Look, I think COVID has been a problem for Rangers since the start of this season. I wonder what the panel thinks of that. Yeah, I mean, it just it, these things come around, don't they? We had, I remember, similar discussions last season because Celtic had their, obviously, in case you hadn't Should noticed, have had them. Um, the whole Dubai thing and the fallout from that and the players isolating and, you know, a, sh- a shadow of a squad and people would say, they were the worst hit by it and, and now Williams saying, you know, Rangers oh. have a terrible problem. And they have, that's, yeah. that's not to say they haven't. Unfortunately, where, that's, that's where William's uh, probably where correct in the fact that Yes, they've had uh, problems I think a lot of clubs have had problems gone But where Rangers and Take into consideration as well Celtic Are very fortunate Is the size of the squads they've got yeah. You know, you can you can go Everybody talks about Covid stricken against Celtic If you mm. look at the Rangers side I would probably say out of everybody Two players were missing 
the goalkeeper and the right back, the captain. The rest would have probably played. So that's not. Yeah, but when yeah, but that's and, quite and selective can... because the, the guy who would have replaced the right back was also missing. What do you mean, Nathan Patterson? Yeah, yeah. Well, Balogun get money a match, so I don't think. I, I, look, it's it's te- terrible times that we live in. Of course, it is just now, and people are affected with it. But I just think that there's teams like Rangers and Celtic, and and best of luck to them, are well adapted to go with a big squad and and go for injuries, suspensions, and things that happen. That's why they've got two. Sometimes three quality players For every position Rangers and Celtic same You can go and argue I remember Jim Goodwin Not that long ago When it started as well He was complaining that You know the key players He was missing There was times when St Mirren had to draft An emergency goalkeeper goalkeeper. The morning of the game Yeah they didn't have that luxury The big squad So as much as it is It's very difficult It's difficult for the players Because you don't want that name But um, as far as the team's concerned And it's not doing Rangers any harm Because they obviously went and won the most important game well, to, last week To be fair, I think that's exactly what William's saying, Mark I think Gordon's actually agreeing with him That that was a test for Rangers For them having to go into that first meeting of the season Without the first choice goalkeeper, the captain, his backup, etc And to still come through it, to still win the game yeah. That that will feel like a, a, a bit of a statement Oh, of course it will And the week they had, you know, in Europe as well we, we stood here and says the performance away from home wasn't great But you've got to take in all the factors that were facing them You know, they get through in Europe And then they have that massive game And the uncertainty of who was actually going to be uh, eligible to play in it And to come through it, it's a huge lift There's no doubt a huge lift for everyone at the club But look, I have to agree with Daz Celtic and Rangers build for situation Maybe no Covid But when they've got a season that runs 50 odd to 60 games sometimes Across four competitions They build for situations Where they've got A lot of players out And you have to be able To trust the guys you bring in And I think Rangers Have got a very good squad And as says Two right backs out Balligan comes in And can cover That's that's great work From the coaching team The recruitment department And the players themselves How do you think the squad is Set up now William Because presumably St Johnston At McDermott Park Half past twelve on Saturday That'll be the first time We see this Complete squad if you like The transfer window is shut um, Most of those guys will be back That you mentioned How satisfied or otherwise are you With the, the group? Well I, I think you're wrong there Because Hadji will not be there Hellander's apparently uh, carrying a problem uh, Patterson I think he's still Is, is he injured? So you know Is he Gordon right? I think he's talking absolute nonsense right? right I know okay. there was two I know there was two missing right? But you had Bassey playing well You had Patterson playing well McLaughlin the, the keeper McGregor The boy right up front Could have been, could been picked easily in that game So I don't know where he's coming for that right? But the squad See what The reason we beat Celtic right? Because we muscled them Because we got uh, far, uh, far superior physical players that's, that's how the reason we won that game Wasn't much in it we muscled them. That's my. I don't know what the panel thinks of that. What do you mean? You know, think in certain parts of the pitch, at Rangers are more physical and Celtic like a, a kind of small team. Say like Mark McNeil's teams used to bully bully Rangers all the time. They could play football yet, but you muscled us. We, you look at our back line, right? Look at Abada, right? He's playing brilliant for Celtic. It's it's a little large. You couldn't get. How can you get by Barisic? No, I mean Barisic is a man mountain. No, I mean in your day, Balogun against Furuhashi. So I just think that. It wasn't that long ago you were you were just saying that Bassey was there and probably Barisic wouldn't play. 
Now you're saying that Barris is from Iron Mountain, you couldn't get by him. You're talking about you're you're making excuses there. Well, Bassey could have played because he's playing well. He probably could, but you replace him with a creation international that you've just praised to the hilt there, right? Balligan went in at right back and get man of the match. The goalkeeper was excellent. I thought I can understand that losing a, a goalkeeper of the quality of McGregor. Okay, you don't don't have the backup, but other teams as well. Listen, we're congratulating Rangers here because they've built such a squad, Gordon. They can deal with this situation. Stephen Gerrard do not want people feeling sorry for him. He came in and he signed a lot of players and he, he kept talking about he wanted a stronger bench. He eventually got that. The Rangers backing of the board to, to Stephen Gerrard has been absolutely brilliant. He's, he's bought well. He's recruited brilliantly. So Matt's right we, Okay Nobody expected COVID But Situations like Injuries Suspensions Illness Whatever you wanted That comes into football But Rangers have got the mm. squad And the, the, the strength and depth To cope with that I mean, We're going over all ground a little bit Still reflecting specifically on that game Mark is Ineffective as a bad I was I can't even remember I can't even remember there being an opportunity For him to be out muscled If that makes sense not really, uh, I don't think so Because it, it never really got much service Or, or had a go at Barisic But I, I can I can kind of see where William's coming from If you look at the, the, the physical size of Rangers In that game compared to Celtic individually Yeah, you can see a slight difference Whether that had any out, you know, bearing in the game I suppose the set piece You get a goal from a set piece And it's a free run and a, and a header from Hollander Maybe you could Point to that But yeah Season's gone by There's no doubt Celtic have been Big physical side And they've made the most of it But yeah There's a there's a change But Ange Postagogo I think even with the players He's brought in You can see there's a change In the thinking And the way he wants to play It's going to be dynamic It's going to be quick It's not going to be Relying on Brute strength um, But will take a bit of time mm. to For that to come to fruition um, I did say we were going to try and tell you a bit more about some of those late summer signings Let's hear from a gentleman called Matt Law He's from a Huddersfield podcast called And He Takes That Chance He's been giving us the lowdown on Janino Bakuna Who might make his Rangers debut this weekend He describes him as one of the most skillful players in the English Championship But says he needs to find a level of consistency There's only one word to describe Janino Bakuna And that's Maverick He does what he wants, how he wants But most frustratingly when he wants uh, for Huddersfield, his full skill set was often fleeting for one reason or another. But when he did invariably show it, there was no doubt he was one of the most skillful players in the Championship. I think the move to Rangers is a good one for him, personally, because Rangers as a football club won't be happy to accept those levels of inconsistency, whereas Huddersfield were probably not as demanding of him. I suspect the move to a club like Rangers will help to refocus an undoubtedly talented individual and if Rangers can keep him fit and focused, he should provide some really exciting cameos and performances. And I think that his unpredictability with the ball at feet will sometimes be a good thing against some of those staunch defensive performances that Rangers often come up against. Interested to see how that plays out, Gordon, listening to Matt there, who, who's seen Janino Bakuna more often mm. than we have. Because I'd imagine Rangers are, are champions, obviously, and have that settled squad. So maybe he's not required right now to come in and be consistent every week and, and, and do it every week. But maybe what Rangers have been looking for If you were looking for that next piece Is that Well Maverick was the word he used But that guy that might produce something A, mm -hmm. a bit out of the ordinary yeah. A bit special We don't know if he will produce that But if that's the prediction there Does that sound like Maybe something Rangers could, could be doing with? 
Um, if you're being hypercritical. I, yeah, I, I, I think that uh, that's the reason he's brought in, Gordon. I, I, th- I totally agree with you. I don't think the boy will be rushed. You look at right when he was brought from Aberdeen, we didn't expect him to get too many games. He was bedded in and all of a sudden everybody was raving about him and the boy's been excellent. I think he'll be the same. Uh, look, you leave Huddersfield and no disrespect to Huddersfield, but you're coming to a club like Rangers. There are 50,000 in there every second week. The The standards are very, very high indeed. Expectations are very high from the supporters, we know that. And um, I think that it's a challenge for the lad as well. Just listen to those comments. I've not seen the boy. Very hard to come on, comment on his ability, Gordon. But he sounds an, uh, an exciting uh, signing. And only time will tell when he gets opportunity. Because if you look at the squad and we were having a... a, a I, I talk there with William They've got such strength and depth That you've got to play well When you get your chance to get in that team I think all football fans love The sound of a maverick coming in You know mm-hmm. they love someone who plays off the cuff And who might not do it every week But will entertain them And I think maybe Rangers have been missing that a wee bit I know they've got Ryan Kent and Hadji Who who add that in, in spells And Ryan Kent often delivers But you know someone maybe more central Um it's much to do with the guys you've got round about them. You know, if you try things and they don't come off, if Rangers get a structure round about them to recover the ball, I think they do. I think they're very good at that. So I think uh, he'll be an exciting one to keep our eyes on as the season unfolds. Yeah, Matt went on to tell us a bit more about you know the type of midfielder Rangers fans and opposition fans can expect and how Rangers might get the best out of him. He can do bits of everything on occasion and then other days he can do lots of everything. You know he's uh, he's got good vision. He can pass. He you know short and long. Uh, he's skillful with both feet. He can take players on. He can beat them easily. Uh, he's got great delivery from open and set play. Uh, he's you know he can really do everything. You know his shooting's very good. You know he can appear inside the box, uh, inside the six yard box to tap in. You know free flow move. So he's he's got a really sort of varying skill set. Uh, I think the best thing maybe to do with him is to really sort of specialise and, and focus on a couple of things that he does really well and, and work on it because at the minute he's, he's very much a, a blank page in some respects because you know he can do pretty much everything and maybe he tries to do too much of everything at times so maybe if he just sort of settles down, knuckles down uh, and the and Rangers and Steven Gerrard just focus on a couple of the things which make him what he is uh, then he could be very successful Interesting Just one man's opinion of course We'll see how they pan out we we'll let you hear an, an expert insight Into Yakimakis Now Janine Yubakuna. Um Here's one Most we're talking about players moving You know maybe from down south And how will they find a level What about the other way Did you see these comments From Christopher Ayer I saw them yeah I wonder what the the listeners made of that You can pick up the phone and share your thoughts by the way Have you seen these Gordon? Christopher Iyer He says it's natural when you play too many matches at a level That isn't high enough I have incredible respect for the Scottish League But there will be too many matches where I am not challenged enough I think in the Premier League it's not possible uh, To complain about that It's Mm. nice of him yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he fares down there, Gordon. He's obviously you know hoping that he doesn't. A hundred percent. I hope he falls flat in his face. I really do. And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll travel. Better, I will travel down to Brentford to show my 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 support for everybody in Scotland for saying that against our Scottish game. He's he's he's, a, he's, he's his a does not match his reputation. No, for me, I I think he's a brilliant player. He is, um, but. I think you can take that two ways Because yes he had a successful time at Celtic But last season 
When you look at the players he, were, he was coming up against And the players who he's having a go at there They made him look uh, bang average at times And he was he was found wanting a lot of the times uh, well, I'm as watching much as every Brentford game Every Brentford game <laughs> I'm going getting to, recorded I'm Series linked Every game Live streamed Yeah, yeah I'm going, I'm going on Twitter He also of course a, a, a key part in his development Was a loan spell at Kilmarnock as well Is that worth bearing in mind? Yeah I just think When players leave Clubs And when they leave This this country This league I don't think there's any need for them To, to go yet. elsewhere And belittle it You know they, they, they come to Scotland and, and Celtic and Rangers And whoever For a reason because that's the level they're at And the cl- these clubs develop them They let them play in the big stages They they help them to win trophies And yes, the players do sometimes outgrow that But you don't then go away and say <laughs> Listen, it's basically been too easy And, you know, I, I need to go So it's, I think he could have been well, a lot kinder Here's an, an interesting one for you to answer on the phone Celtic fans or anyone that came up against Christopher Iyer playing Did he find it too easy up here? I wonder what the answer will be 01419511025 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Yell and Mark Wilson are here 01419511025 At Clyde SSB on Twitter Let's bring in Kevin Who is calling in from Croftfoot tonight What's your point Kevin? Evening Lance, how's it going? Not bad, how are you? Yeah, all right. Um, I was listening there about the Christopher Ayer stuff. Yeah. See, for me, last year he was one of the main problems in that defence. He can't attack a ball at a corner in either box. Um, I don't even think in his full career at Celtic he actually scored a header. Cross balls, kryptonite for him. Absolutely hopeless at it. He was getting bullied off mediocre forwards. He was getting pushed off the ball far too easy. He had a couple of good games at right back. But from to say that he wasn't challenged enough in Scotland, I think it's pathetic now that he's got his move. Mark? Um, listen, Kevin's not far off here. I think Christopher Ayer uh, is a good player. I think he was a good player for Celtic, but he did have his faults. I, I thought sometimes he got too caught up uh, and things that he, he often got caught up in uh, wrestling matches emotionally and especially last season, people did get the better of him. And... Oh, yeah, you could maybe say For me He was probably The best out of that back four But he was still way short Of what he should have been um, So that's why I'm surprised At his comments Saying it was far too easy Coming off the back of that season And maybe that season Was a couple of years ago And then he had a couple of Brilliant seasons You could say Right okay He's learned from his mistakes And he's moved on But Celtic fans don't Forget easily What went on last year And He played a big part in that I mean Gordon He clearly at times found that I think easy's again. It's a, it's a pretty disrespectful mm. word, but he he certainly was comfortable at striding out and getting away from people and, and very quick. And he, he could eat up the ground. And sometimes mm. people couldn't really get near him. But but other than that, would would that be the only side of the game, or or was there more to it? I'll be. I think there are more to come from him, Gordon. And obviously, he wanted his move to the English Premiership, and he got that. And Brentford are a good side, and they'll encourage that part of his game. I just think that. When you're going for, and if you're a Celtic fan, you're sitting listening to these comments, especially in a season that meant so much to you, and he's talking about it was too easy for him. Well, he was part of that disaster of a team, so he's got to t- uh, take a lot of the blame as well. So I don't. I'm with Mark. I don't like players coming into our game, 
Getting their move I'm quite happy for them To go and get their move But then Criticising the game It's, it's a cheap It's a cheap um, It's a cheap bit of talking For uh, Christopher Ayer For me So it'll be interesting To see how he does handle The English Premier, Premier League But I just I didn't I didn't like the way He went about that Especially come, See if Celtic Had went and um, Romped it, the league this year and, and won the treble again I could understand them being a bit smart And saying well it was a bit too easy for me I wanted to come to England for a challenge Didn't You get found wanting many many times And Kevin just said that there Again I, I think it's disrespectful to his ex-teammates as well Because it's almost like Well I was alright It was mm-hmm. too easy for me The problems lay and They must have been really on bad you. then Exactly to, to, to Because for me it was alright And I was, I was fine it easy But I didn't have enough good people run about me. That's that wouldn't sit well with me if I if I'd read that after what happened last season. So Kevin, no chance for your in your mind that he goes and romps it at Brentford, gets an even bigger move, and turns around in, in another couple of years and says he told you I was too good for you lot. No chance. I hope he gets relegated. <laughs> ah, you're you're picking on Brentford now. Listen, so are you. I hope. Oh, I hope he what? actually scores an own goal to get them relegated. There you go. We are the petty capital I of the world. I just hope he gets dropped. And do you know what? He's <laughs> he's done the unthinkable tonight. He'll he'll have united Celtic and Rangers and everyone else. He'll, he'll have united everyone on this. You can't st- do. don't you yeah. slag our game. Yeah. Well, everybody pulls together exactly in the one direction. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we should um, maybe we should thank him. Uh, I don't know. Christopher's on Twitter says it will be interesting to see how many games he plays in the English Premier League and what his stats are like uh, with his physique. He has to learn to use that Along with his footballing attributes Says Christopher On Twitter By the way Maybe there is someone out there Who says What are you lot on about? What's the problem? He did find it too easy And he will prove you all wrong If, if you're out there And you think that I'd love to hear that as well I always like to hear uh, Both sides of debates Like this one And um, let's bring in Chris and Clyde Bank And see what he thinks How you doing guys? Hi Chris How you doing? Um, I was just um, listening to Well last call of Kevin Totally agree with him a bit about basically I I was just his comments were out of order the last players there's a couple of players that I've seen in the Scottish game and I'm a Celtic fan but I'll say if you think back Carlos Coelho and uh, Virgil van Dijk these are guys that you could actually see the way they stole through the game it was quite easy at times for them but it also they showed a level of consistency throughout their time at Celtic and Rangers and then they went on to big teams and done really, really well there. So, especially Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Ayer's got not. He's he's got nothing to back it up. He's not like he, like Van Dyke for like six months was just running out of the the centre back position, running up all the way up midfield, dancing around midfielders, and then putting in balls for which a playmaker should be doing. I mean, I didn't see I, like I didn't see Ayer ever do that. I mean, he had his moments, and the previous caller did mention. I think. You know, games at right back. Remember, he scored that goal at Pitodri, didn't yeah, he? Brilliant. Um, yeah, And he clearly did get forward with some effect. And especially now with what Van Dyke's gone on to do, it's extremely dangerous to even go there in the, in the same breath. He he did find it a bit easy oh, at times, didn't he? And then people at least said that though at the time. At I the remember time. that. I remember when he was playing, but and people he said he's finding it a bit easy here. Yeah, yeah. but he didn't. Um, he didn't go down to Southampton and come out with the comments. I I honestly believe there's a talent in Ayer. Uh, whether Brentford can get that out of him, I don't know. But you're talking about class acts. Van Dyke is a class act. Look what he's went on to achieve. He went down to Southampton. He's he probably spoke very highly of the Scottish game, give him mm. the opportunity, and he's went on to great things. That's 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 the difference. 
Ayers left Celtic in probably their worst season, the most disappointing season ever for Celtic fans for a long, long time. And he comes out with comments like that. And it's not just against this, you know, that would hurt Celtic supporters. Mark's totally right. He's been in that dressing room. It would hurt you as a player. He'd hear the comments. I think Chris touched on a good point there. Consistency with Van Dyke and and others who have went down there. Um, you know, you could see Van Dyke just it was too easy for him. Um, but he was consistent every single week. You almost knew what you were getting every single week. We are. I think some weeks he, he was very good And it did look a stroll But other weeks and Van Dijk, It was calamitous Van Dijk also played at a time when Rangers weren't challenging And by the way That is not before anyone oh. You can't take anything away from Virgil van Dijk The guy's gone on to be The best defender in the world yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying On top of that He, he particularly found it You know oh, there, there, was, there, was, there wasn't much of a but challenge the, for him The point is to to go and say something I like players backing themselves And I, I like them being confident But to go And say things like that Where You were inconsistent You did play a big part In what happened last season And I'm, I'm guessing The strikers Out there who played against him Last season Looking at those comments And going Oh really? It was too easy? Well what about when I played against you? Uh, Chris Is that is the, is the context of this important? Is that why Celtic fans are annoyed? Because it comes on the back Of a really disappointing season Which he was part of no, to be honest, for me, it's, I'm just a big. End of the day, I'm a big. I'm a Celtic fan, but I'm also a Scottish football fan. Like when it comes to like range, and I know you hear people saying, "Oh, I wouldn't be doing that," but. When it comes to Scottish teams performing in Europe, I'll support them. I want Rangers to do well. I want Aberdeen. I want everyone to do well. I want our coefficient up. I want us to stop getting slagged off at like particular down south. It does my nothing every single time you hear it, but I, it's just that disrespect, like. Who were? Where were you before? Before Celtic picked you up? Nowhere. Like you weren't. You weren't a big name. No one knew who you were. This young seventeen, however old he was, coming in. No one knew who you were. You're a midfielder. No, you're not really a midfielder. We're going to shove you in defence, and suddenly we've made something out of you. He had a bigger. He had a big opinion of himself. He still, obviously, got that. And I'll say this: like, if you ever think back, like, look at Kieran Tierney. We're talking about guys running up off the ball. Look at the goal here. Was it against Kamalik? That absolute world that he scored when yeah. he first wore the captain's armband. Like, and then, now that's a guy that's about a class. And you don't hit, see him going down at Arsenal. You know, not Brentford, Arsenal. And then slagging off the Scottish game. Totally. Did. So it's just, Ayer for me, Ayer and all the guys that kind of left, like some, Christy, I'm kind of sworn, I think, just because he's Scottish. But like, I just felt, the second their heads were turned, they're not interested in playing at Celtic. Get them out the door. The club, like, you're never bigger than the club. Mm. Well, thank you very much. We're going to squeeze in one more if we can. So thanks to Chris uh, and Clyde Bank. James is also in Clyde Bank. But you disagree, James? Aye, all right, guys. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Right, uh, I just, honestly, I can't believe what I'm hearing on the radio tonight about Christopher Azure. It's, uh, honestly, I know Azure's got a lot of things to brush up in his game, right? But you're talking about a boy that started off as a defensive midfielder and then when Brendan Rodgers came in, he seen some attributes of him that he thought he put, he put him out to Kilmarnock, had a fantastic season with Kilmarnock and, and then he brought him back. This is a boy who's still only 23-year-old and he's won a treble treble. You're talking about, the way you're talking about him is if he gets taken the mickey out on it, what caused a one season last year. Do you think he found it too easy up here? What about, what about the previous? But do you think he found it too easy up here? That's what we're discussing. We all know what, what he won and what's in the trophy cabinet. All his teammates got them as well. Did he find it too easy up here? 
Is that know what footballers are uh, hanging on all the titles and that they win? Is that know what they get all the praise and that for? But I think, but James, you're just shifting the goalposts of the conversation. It's it's a, it's a pretty straightforward question. Do you think he found it too easy up here? At times, I at times he strolled it, but at times because why do you think your fellow Celtic fans don't agree? The well, ones that have been on so far. Well, see, to be honest with you, I'm raging that he left Celtic as well. But I'm not going to pure pound the boy just because he left and he said that he, that he found that he was getting challenged. How many times have we heard people on the radio slagging the level of fat in Scotland? Mm. I've all the Scottish people saying about teams only good enough, they sit and defend and all that kind of stuff. When in particular do you think he found it too easy, James? Have you got any examples? Well, did he know struggle it when Celtic were doing a treble treble? Two, was it no two years in a row they had the best mm. defensive record as well? Well, of course not, but that's the thing. They all played very well, but I, I, I'm not. There's a difference between you know kind of playing well and doing your job and then finding it too easy. I don't, did, did all of his teammates find it too easy or just well, him? Or? Did, but did Celtic not find it easy quite quite often through the treble treble? I think I think they would say no, Mark. They would say it was hard and they did well <laughs> to win. It. I was just about to say that. I think again that's disrespectful to the actual players who who achieve what they did. That's incredibly hard work to do what Celtic did throughout that period. The full squad, the full team. James, see if the treble treble was easy. Does that not diminish the achievement? I mean, it wasn't really that much of an achievement because Celtic found it easy. I'm not saying it was easy. Right? You, did, you, you, you just said it was easy about right. 30 seconds ago. I, well, as in, for winning all the titles, uh-huh. I, I, on the perception it could be easy. I know, I watch Scott, I've watched Scottish football in my life. I know it's not easy. And I know we get a bad press for England and all that and our game's a lot better than we get. Right. We get uh, credit for But you are actually nearly tearing a young guy apart who... Was, wasn't he even a natural defender So he wasn't born with the natural defensive instincts Brendan Rodgers put him into defence Because he seen something in him And he knew that it was going to take time to develop that boy The boy said he, he, he never got challenged enough He never said that he never got challenged at all And see at the end of the day See if you compare the, the English Premiership to the Scottish Premier League Then he's going to get tested a lot more And he's going to, then, then he's going to be able to see If he can actually develop into the player that he thinks he is but you're just slating him as if he's as if he's not achieved that already. The boy's only twenty three year old. He's won nine major trophies. In fact, I don't even know if he stayed the full season at Kamarnock when he came back and brought up Brendan Rodgers first season the Invincibles. I can't remember if he came back in January or if he played the full mm. season. But you're talking about a boy at twenty three year old who's still developing, who's still well in the game, and as I say, he never even started the game half as a centre half. He started as a defensive midfielder, so you could say, aye, he's got a bit of defensive instinct in him, but he wasn't a centre half and it takes a long time. Centre halls don't come to their mm. 26, 27, 28 You know what I mean But I, I just think people are actually going way over the top About slagging the boy He's not, He never ripped Scottish football apart All he said was I didn't get challenged enough Okay, thank you very much That was Christopher Ayer's brother James Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football I'm only kidding James But we did have to move on It's now 7 o'clock And the 7 o'clock news is going to be like the five past seven news I just wanted to take one more call So very sorry We are extremely late James uh, But Beat the Pundit is next 01419511025 Call right now And you could be playing Beat the Pundit next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard 
Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. That was nice. A nice wee end to the first hour. Got quite lively. Lots of good stuff about Christopher Iyer. We've even had that. We've had a poem in about him as well. Well, I'll give you that before we even move yeah. on. Your your friend Curious Creatures. He says Big Iyer found it easy, but he hasn't got a clue. The Dazzler used to stroll it in the Rovers' darkest blue, and Daz was still a player, even though he liked a beer. And each season interrupted by three weddings every year. <laughs> there we go. Well done. Uh, on that note, let's do this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Black Arthur's been on already. He's listening in. Mark Wilson potentially going for six oh. out of six tonight. Ooh. Or is it seven actually? Hold on, let me check. No, I think you're going for six going out of six. six. You're going yeah. for 100%. Confident. DL's record is a um, bit more mixed. Played seven, won three, lost four. Oh, it's not great, no, is it? that's wrong. It's not. It's not. I'm afraid That's hopeless That's the, the reality uh, of it It's not good It's not great Let's meet tonight's contestant Derek is in Motherwell How's it going Derek? Yeah I'm all good All good Gordon. Not bad at all thank you I've actually had um, On good authority From the producer here That you've been Bragging for weeks That you think you can deal With these two on a Thursday night You've been calling Every Thursday for weeks And eventually you've got through I would not phone any other night of the week Other, other than when it's basically Easy money Easy Oh <laughs> Derek <laughs> The good thing is okay. the Are you from ball. Regret this, yeah, he's, he's in Motherwell So you could drop off The same ball uh, Oh you live in Motherwell Do you? Gordon I'm waiting on you Right okay well let's find out um, It's going to be a long way out Your road Mark Wilson If you need to go and drop off the ball But we'll see if it's Gordon DL Heads it is Mark Wilson Tails it's Gordon DL Oh yes We've got the wish It's a Motherwell derby DL Oh off the hook okay. Derek so what, Des against Daz Is that what we can bill this as? Des v pa- Daz Pay per view, right, okay uh, I'm going to line up the questions We'll give Gordon some Clyde too So that he can't steal your answers Because he is a cheat, Derek, let me tell you 30 seconds on the clock Answer as many right as you can If you don't know, pass quickly And we'll move on, okay? Okay Right, let's go 30 seconds, your time starts now <laughs> Who managed more games for Rangers? Paul Le Guin or Pedro Cachinha? Cachinha Name any team Celtic played In their Euro- European qualifiers this season in what country was the 2010 World Cup held? France Which top flight side does Charles Dunn play for? St Mirren Which SPFL team are nicknamed the Gable Endies? Oh ah. How many teams are in the English top flight? 20 Which English sta- uh, Scottish stadium is on the corner of McLeod Street and Gorgie Road? Okay, let's bring Gordon Deal back. Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. You're up against it, by the way. He knew his stuff. Oh, he was rapid. You ready? Right, go. Who managed more games for Rangers, Paul Le Guin or Pedro Cachinha? Le Guin. Name any team Celtic played in their European qualifier this season? Michelin. Uh, In what country was the 2010 World Cup held? Uh, uh, Pat. Which top flight side does Charles Dunn play for? Charles Dunn, Mother. Which SPFL side are nicknamed the Gable Endies? The Gable Endies. Gable Endies. I know, I know, but. How many teams are in the English top flight? 22. Which Scottish stadium is on the corner? I did start the question. Which Scottish stadium is on the corner of McLeod Street and Gorgie Road? Ah, Tinkers. Okay. You're hopeless. <laughs> you are hopeless. <laughs> oh, dear. Derek, what's the verdict? I was absolutely terrible well, he, was, uh, he can't have been much better Gordon, surely So was Gordon Biel But I think because you gave him that last question He shouldn't have had He might have sneaked No up. no 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 The rules are the same every night If you start oh, the question Don't tell me you never beat me oh, We'll find out Who managed more games for Rangers Paul Le Guin Or Pedro 
Kishinya. I think Derek went Kishinya and Gordon went Paul Le Guin. It's 50 50 chance. It was Paul Le Guin. Oh, PL gets off oh, a winning start. Only four games in it, 31 <laughs> to 27. Catch you later, Derek. Oh, I wouldn't get too confident <laughs> okay, if I was you. Bye, you come, Derek. Um, name any Celtic team, any team Celtic played in their European qualifiers Michelland, Yablonets, or Alkmaar. Malmo was Rangers, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, Country was the 2010 World oh, Cup. Get this. I've no idea. South Africa, he said France. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't. You passed as well. You got oh, that I'm not really caring. I'm two France. <laughs> <laughs> and hold on a minute, right? Derek is a Motherwell fan. You claim to be a Motherwell fan. Oh, I can't believe that. Charles Dunn sat in my living room with us three that night when yeah. we did the show from oh, my he house. Played with and he doesn't anymore. Where is he? St. Mirren and Derek knew it. Oh, uh, so St. Mirren. Game on. Which, he says to me in the house today, I'm going to St. Mirren. Which SPFL side are nicknamed the Gable Endies? Derek was also saying to the producer that the Scottish ones were his Gable 40. Oh, really? Those are the ones that he would get. He would get nicknames and stuff that? like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Where is it? Um, oh, offer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Montrose. It's Montrose. Oh, I knew it was one of Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, right. So it's still two-one to go on the after about what feels like fifteen questions. It doesn't matter. I'm in the lead. It's a ridiculous and bad standard. Can anyone tell me? Has there ever been twenty-two teams in English top flight? And if so, when? <laughs> when are they? Twenty. Come on, that is awful. Absolutely awful. Teams. Did Derek get that? <laughs> Derek did get oh, it. Oh no. So he's equalised Did they not add two this year? So he's equalised Which Which? Scottish stadium's on the corner of McLeod Street and Gorky Road It's Tyne Castle So you're It's a tiebreaker No! I don't want a tiebreaker! Honestly Absolutely awful Derek never got that He did He He never got that far He did (laughs) He told me It was too old I don't know what you want me to say Right okay A 3 all. Tiebreaker is Oh this? no Derek I'll bring the ball to you son <laughs> So I'm going to read the question I will get Gordon to write his answer down And I'll then invite you to give me your attempt Derek okay No worries right. at all I'm still, I'm still not happy Gordon get that last one He ran out of time oh, right, Hold on Derek, right. don't, don't push your luck Dry your eyes I make the rules I'll um, be running your house tonight So I'm going to read the question out Gordon you write your answer down right, Are you ready Right go Cut the tension with a knife in here. Oh, no. I cannot wait to see who wins this one. Right, okay. I've even lost the question. You're throwing me off. What was Craig Brown's win percentage across his 71 games as Scotland manager? Write it down quickly, Gordon. Craig Brown's win percentage. Okay, Derek. Hurry up! Uh, I would say hurry up, hurry up. 36%. Derek's gone 36. <laughs> Gordon DL's gone 74. <laughs> you think he won 74% of his games? Oh, 74. He goes to all the tournaments. Think how high that is, though. Think about that for a second. Oh, no, 47 then. The answer is 45, and the sign ball is going nah. back to Motherwell with Derek. Oh, well done, Derek. There we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cannot do Tiebreaker Hopeless DL Hopeless DL Oh listen to wee Hopeless DL Oh he's done you there <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with Dale I can't <laughs> believe what I've just witnessed That was so bad I got a three So did he That was not bad I, Ridiculously I can't, bad I can't do Tiebreaker Well done Derek teams in English top five. I know I don't <laughs> know why I got that He <laughs> came on it, He gave you And, and he's And uh, he, he justified it right. Derek Dan were you don't answer that question. <laughs> the only the only bad thing about this is I get dragged 
in to well, his level when, when, when you're, you're when, sitting there five you out of five smart. well Derek comes on and says oh, I wouldn't phone in any other night because it's day two but day you... two I'm, I'm, I'm apart for you oh, I don't want to be associated I can't believe, with you I can't believe he beat me neither can I he, I, I, I think I know this guy and he's not the brightest tool I've ever met I tell you, <laughs> you're not... saying that you're saying that about him <laughs> He's good at tiebreakers. I like how we just I like how you demonstrated that with a perfect mixed metaphor there. He's not the brightest tool. Our tool's bright. Oh man, he's Sharp, he's sharpest. Is the, the word you were looking for. He's not the brightest tool. You've made up a scene. It's not even a scene. I am devastated. Oh. I'm de- I'll bring my I'll bring the ball out to him. <laughs> I, I don't know what was worse. I think we should. Right, hold on a minute, Derek. We don't we don't usually do this, but given that was such a a particularly high <laughs> tension game, I think he's in my car. We'll we'll drop the ball off, right? Give you don't say your address on air. That's the worst thing you can yeah, do. Yeah, tell everybody. Tell your address to producer Callum. If it's within a certain radius, we'll drop it off on the way home. All right. I'll get the kettle on. No, oh, don't go that far. Don't yeah, talk we'll to get you. Get the kettle on, Oh, there we wow. go. Well I done, had to, that's, that's, I run about with him. I had to get my ball. That was hopeless. I don't. Right, what was worse for you, Mark Wilson? The t- twenty-two teams in the English top flight. I mean, think about that. I know. Twenty-two. I know. I added two on. Didn't and I? <laughs> there's nothing to be adding two on. Uh, oh, but to be fair, imagine thinking Craig Brown had a seventy-five percent win rate. Craig Brown was up there, my seventy-five up there. Hold on a minute, I'll tell you what the best bit. <laughs> he of... goes to all the tournaments. <laughs> <It's> justification. <laughs> oh, I'll tell. I'll tell you where it made me in the tiebreaker was smart Alec over there, right? <laughs> smart huh? Alec is going laughing when I got one wrong and he turns around Station Park, Gable Enders. Listen. But just for con- just for context, Pep, Guard- Pep Guardiola's-, Guardiola's win rate in Man City is seventy two percent. His win percentage at Barcelona was seventy two percent, and yeah, you've got Craig Brown I, I Scotland win percentage. I've been thinking how many games Craig Brown managed. You still Scotland. don't know how percentages work, do you? But he you really don't. 20, 30 games I told you how many he managed I said it was 71 <laughs> games I told you oh, I even told you? you how many games I never heard the 71 games <laughs> just heard 70 I'm right I'll have three on it must be 70 something be, uh, uh, I'm going to cut you 1% of slack Ross has tweeted in to say there were 22 teams for the first season of the Premier League only so you were only oh did you not say the first year so you were only, so only 30 years yeah you were yeah. only you were only a couple of decades Why did they make the decision To cut two of them out but Do Are we going to his house tonight <laughs> No it's great as well I'm Because, because in the studio There's, there's TVs With, with uh, sports channels on know, And the tables, tables, tables I, was, I was actually looking at Tottenham at the top oh, I couldn't believe I that I can't believe how bad you are this year At this I know I'm poor this year now Because the thing is Like I, Geography The, the tiebreakers They usually catch it You actually do watch English football That's the alarming thing You watch it all the time And you still think There are 22 teams well, I don't know why I say 22 20 the, would have won me The tie as well I know <laughs> Charles Dunn Still at Motherwell That was poor You claim to be a big Motherwell fan as well I didn't know Charles I, To be fair I did But I should have answered it correctly I was poor tonight That's one of the worst I've seen Oh it's up there With the worst mm-hmm. Do you think yeah. so? Yeah I, it I, really thought, was. I thought getting three is okay No 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 because the first one's 50-50 You got Paul Le Guin Out of sheer luck 
Right, so no, 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 I did know. I probably, well, say, I probably say it has. Uh, it's just more embarrassing for pers- you because the way Derek came on, and, he was, and he, actually gave you and no, no disrespect, compounded it. But he, he was, he was hopeless as well. That was just that, that ball. You're going to have to face him. I'll face him. What, I, I just um, hope he's a wee guy. I bet he's a wee guy. He's a wee wee guy. We will actually talk football, believe it or not. I know things get a bit chaotic on a Thursday night, and for that, I'm sorry. I really am. It's not the way I intend it to turn out, but. Um, it's tough to work with these two at times Although we stop saying these two We stop lumping <laughs> no in way, with him no way, If people can hear that noise He's unruffling his paper That he's scrunched up in he anger knows he needs it for he the next 40 minutes <laughs> right. uh, Here's a moment I've been dreading all night We're about to go from 76% win rate 22 teams in the English Premier League And him saying the phrase He's not the brightest tool yeah. The next topic is Vaccine passports oh, no. <laughs> Seriously That's I know, you've always, I know you've always wanted Mark Wilson and Gordon right. DL's take On the vaccine Right So we'll, we'll, we'll try and do wow. it In their own unique way But no Seriously It's a bit of a big story today well, I, I, uh, I know a lot of you Have been phoning in about it So Games of over 10,000 Going to have to be Some sort of proof Of vaccine So get your calls in on that uh, We'll give a full time teaser next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson here Lots of great feedback uh, Jerry is on Says that was the funniest Beat the pundit yet Frank O'Rourke The best beat the pundit Without a doubt I've ever heard um, Gordon you were horrific Truly horrific <laughs> So you, you've got a chance to yeah. Redeem yourself With a really difficult teaser question um, And then I'm going to take some calls on COVID vaccination passports. Um, I know lots of you are trying to get in touch, so let's do that because it is a, a big story that's come out to affect the country really today, but of course we focus on the football side of things. Uh, your question again tonight is, can you name 11 players currently playing in Scotland who've scored a goal in the English Premier League? Remember, 20 teams in the English Premier League. Yeah. Um, so can you name 11 players currently playing in Scotland who have scored a goal in the English Premier League? Stephen Davis. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Jermaine Defoe. Yes. What well, don't calm down. Gordon, any Come from on. you? Craig Brown. <coughs> no, Charles Craig, Dunn. Craig. Craig. Uh, I tell you something. Has Charlie McGrew scored in the English Premier League? No, he has not. You're having one tonight. That was a great guess. Is he not? Who's uh, Wee Griffiths? Nope. No Oh you're having a bigger one I've got a couple there uh, Currently playing Scottish Celtic None Celtic are it? Okay we'll leave it there Looking for 11 players Currently playing in Scotland Who've scored a goal In the English Premier oh. League You've got Davis and Defoe Quickly McCarthy Mark Wilson's got his hand on <laughs> no, This is a McCarthy. Yes, Mark. I said Mc- You can't <laughs> James McCarthy He's trying to claim up for himself Yes <laughs> McCarthy Well done Okay we'll leave it there uh, You've got until the end of the show right Big news today Sports fans Football fans in Scotland uh, Will need to prove They've been fully vaccinated Against Covid-19 In order to attend matches Hosting more than 10,000 people From October the 1st um, So Hearts against Motherwell Is the 2nd of October Aberdeen Celtic Rangers Hibs is the fo- Are the following day So Pretty soon that, That's when it looks like It will kick in Obviously there will be A number of fixtures In Scottish football That that will not affect um, but clearly it's caused a lot of people to have their say So John is an East Bride What's your take on this John? Right move for you Hi guys, evening First time caller tonight for you uh, 
<laughs> I'm trying not to get too political and too medical because I think what we've listened to over the last year, we're all tired and we're all puffed out about it. Mm-hmm. But they're telling us that this vaccine that you take, it doesn't stop you catching it, it doesn't stop you spreading it. So why are they trying to stop us going into the football games if you've decided not to take it for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, the footballers that we want to go and see, there's quite a lot of them haven't taken it either for their own reasons and I think it should be the people's personal choice mm. if it was a cure I would maybe have a different opinion but it's no a cure and I think it's outrageous the way uh, I've mentioned Boris Johnson Nicholas Sturgeon I think it's outrageous the way that they're carrying on yeah I mean obviously the, the, there is there's there's always going to be an element of personal choice in everything the, the official advice does remain NHS Scotland encouraging everybody who's an eligible age group to get a vaccine And if you want more information, it's out there the, the, You know, the website NHS Inform, for instance um, That does remain the, the official advice um, If you look at the, the, the football impact of this I, I guess the... There are going to be plans to I know there are concerns about children under 18 Those who can't get the vaccine for medical reasons They're going to be exempt from the plans So they don't count um, Can you understand why fans like John would feel discriminated against Mark? Is that... Um, yeah, I, I, I can um, Because Once again the timing of this is, is quite crucial as well I, I get that these things take time to put into place And it's came out now we're into our season. Fans have bought season tickets, um, and but, but, and they could find themselves in a, a difficult position. It's a difficult one, Gordon. No yeah, doubt because about it. right, we view everything through the football lens. Yeah, but this is more important than football and everything. So I wonder that's where yeah. the difficulty is. I get it. I mean, I get the frustration. But whether it's a, whether the season started or not, whether season tickets have been bought or not. The virus doesn't know that, you know, and and the people who are trying to stop the virus that that is. An absolute irrelevance really to them Of course But when it it comes to football And I make the point uh, As someone who's made the the choice That they're not getting the vaccine For whatever reason That's their choice However they didn't know that When they forked out Okay for Mm -hmm. their their season ticket Now they're being told that uh, Where do they sit With that situation I think that's quite a difficult situation To manage I, I don't know if there'll be any Clearer answers Going forward um, it makes a good point about the players I as think, well. I think that's a really good point. Um, you know, if you're going to ask fans to do it, then yeah, got, then, yeah. then players as well. And I know that has been speeding up a little bit in the last mm. few weeks. We had Andy Halliday in open and honest and saying he hadn't had his second one yet, but he was going to. I think he said it was due to be tomorrow or so, you know the day before the derby or something. Yeah. So he was going to have to move it, and therefore there were logistical challenges. Um, but I know in the last few weeks, I think Jason Leach was in contact with the football. Clubs or governing bodies to try and and speed that up. So maybe that is something a picture that will improve. Um, it's going to be an interesting one, Gordon, because the, the vaccination levels are pretty high in Scotland at the moment, mm-hmm. right? So, and if you mix that with the fact that it only impacts games with a, an attendance of over ten thousand, maybe that this doesn't affect that many people. Maybe there aren't that many people who are going to be locked out of football games because of it. But again, that's not the point. Maybe for one of those people, if you are in that situation, and you might feel hard done by. Yeah, I can understand the frustration of a lot of people, but it's all about the well-being. Uh, you know, as much as we all love our football, Gordon, we missed it um, through those periods when empty stadiums. Now we've got people flocking back to them and enjoying them. Um, you know, this situation's arisen. 
It is very, very difficult for everyone concerned, but we've patiently just now got to find out how do they police it over the, the 10,000? Because you've got 50,000, 60,000 people turning up at Celtic Park in Ibrox. Well, here's the thing. I can answer your question on mm-hmm. that, I think. So, it, <laughs> in contrary to the initial fears, it's not going to be that every single person is going to be checked. I think that's probably unrealistic. So the SPFL issued a statement um, earlier on today um, suggesting it's more likely to, or they're, they're hoping that it's going to be spot checks, if you like, rather than 60,000 people are getting checked. So, what's the point in that? Well, you're either doing it or you're not. No, because you're then you're going to be pretty brave to turn up without it, a vaccine passport because you might get asked and then you won't be able to go in. So, it's. I don't think that would deter people. I, I, I think you either do it or you don't. But, yeah, but, but again, no, but, no, but you, you can't though. That, I think that's the point. C- can you check 60,000 people? Can you? And, and well, I guess is, the answer from the, the, from the football uh, governing bodies at the moment, I assume they just don't think that's doable. Yeah, I, and I agree with them. So you're not better doing some rather than none? Because then <sighs> you can limit the spread of the virus better than just leaving it. I just think there's so many more questions and, than answers. And I get something has to be done because the virus is still uh, tearing through the country. Will that make a difference? Like it's a difficult one. I, I I would like there to be more detail, more planning into it, I'm and sure, that's why. I, to be fair, I'm sure I'm sure there is. I, I, I'd to like be to honest, think so. I, I, football I, authorities I, maybe don't agree. Well, listen to a few other sectors, uh, uh, you know, on the radio on the way in. I think that's a lot of the complaints that there's not a lot of detail, mm. or or not a lot of detail known at this point just now, and people are getting told this is the way it's going to be. So. We're, we're commenting things I suppose we don't actually know The fools in, uh, full ins and outs of But spot checking Will that make a difference? Uh, do you really think It's not really about what I think Just in general though yeah. on, on any topic uh, It just seems you know f- Forget Covid Forget football If you can only check X amount And you can't check 100% You're, you're still better checking Whatever you can And then it It, it gives you a representation And it, it, it's better it, than nothing I suppose But it's still because if you're trying to find a middle ground, right? Everybody said when it when it got announced a few weeks ago, everybody said it won't be possible to check everybody. So if your alternative is all right, don't check MD, then that seems a little bit counterproductive. Could 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 it be a case of checking the the biggest percentage, Gordon? Because if you look at clubs like say Rangers, Celtic, they've got over the ten thousand Hearts, Aberdeen, Hibs. Yeah, that's that's now, those are the clubs that are going yeah, to be affected. Yeah, well, think of the amount of season tickets that. Rangers and just take Rangers Celtic in consideration. You know they've got forty odd thousand or whatever. So it may be a case of you've got to prove your, you know, for your season ticket that you're you're double jack. I don't know. We don't know the ins and outs of it. Well, I think no, to people... be fair, th- th- there is detail there. And uh, whilst we're talking about fixtures, let's not forget Scotland Israel. It's sold out October the 9th as well. So that's yeah. going to be um, another one. Um, so people are going to be able to download an app to prove their status from the first of October, or they can receive a printed copy. So that's the the, so, the vehicle for it. Sold out already. That's the point I was mm. making. So if you you can't prove is that you your ticket refunded, or do you just go along and hope that you don't get spot checked? I, I, I get that right, and I get why you ask. Is it, it a moral I, I get, decision? I get why you ask that question, but in terms of how how you figure out refunds or whatever, I go back to what I asked you at the start. Is that not small time in comp? Oh, comparison to what people have been not, dealing with for But it's not months. small time if you've mm. forked out 50 quid for a ticket But, but it is though You know, everybody's been no, inconvenienced I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying But if I'm Listen, the virus affects people in different ways Some people 
had the choice to get the vaccine and and not taking it up. Some people knowingly put their hand in their pocket, and that could be that could be mm. the last they've got. Not much money. Now what to go to that Scotland game? Is it fair? Just I know what you're saying, Gordon. It's a small point, but I think that's an important point. It's sold out. Yeah, I don't so how how do you go well, back? It's, in it's that? very difficult to address every individual circumstance, isn't it? When you're dealing with a global pandemic, yeah, I think that's course. that's worth bearing in mind. Let's bring in Alice and see what she thinks. Alice is in Bishop Briggs. Hi, Gordon. Hi, Alice. Uh, yeah, I, listening to what you were just saying there, the now I kind of agree with Mark to a certain extent. I I am a shielder, so I'm a vulnerable person. I shielded for a long time. I. Got double jabbed in January, and by April I was doubly jabbed. I am also a season ticket holder at Parkhead, and I caught COVID a, a month ago. Now I'm not—I don't know where I've caught it, you know. But um, I think to have the double jab really means nothing because I had mine in January and April, and yet I caught COVID four weeks mm. ago. How did you feel though, Alice, when you caught it? Uh, not very well, I have to say. Luckily, though, although I'm a vulnerable person, um, I uh, it was like a heavy cold going into mm. like a flu thing. The biggest thing was the loss of taste. I mean, yeah. that's just the weirdest thing ever. But I, mean, I, I know we're probably de- um, people would say I don't have any area of expertise, Alice. Never mind this, so we're, we're probably straying way beyond that. But I suppose the the official line, the official response to that would be, you know, you, you could have felt much worse had it not been for the COVID. So whilst it did uh, not been for the vaccine, so whilst it didn't stop you catching it, it, it maybe kept you at a, a relatively safe level. Absolutely did, um, and probably had I not had the vaccines, I would have been much iller. But I don't think showing that you've been double vaccinated is going to do anything. If they're going to do anything, then I mean, like, I'm going to transmit on Sunday. And I've got to show a lateral flow test, a, a negative lateral flow test taken within 48 hours. Now, that's more valid than a double jab that was done six months ago. Yeah, I mean, the this is we are obviously going to focus on the football side of things, and particularly Scottish football. But the news today wasn't about football. It was about all events. And it, you know, it varies depending on um, whether the event is indoor or outdoor how many people are involved and so on. This is the, the top end of the scale is the one that's going to affect us. It's is the 10,000 because that's the bit for the outdoor, um, you know, sports events and so on. That's the bit that, that really affects us. But, you know, it's not just football. It is going to be across all industries. By the way, there'll be other countries as well. I'm not saying that means everybody must agree with it. Um, but there's sometimes a tendency to, to forget that. You know, it's part of a, a wider effort to stop this thing. I think England are going to do something similar. I've got friends in Australia that are under all sorts of strict... Um, protocols and so on as well um, Let's hear a bit from One of the supporters groups Who's been speaking This uh, this evening I was going to say Andy Smith uh, Who is speaking on behalf of the Scottish Football Supporters Association So trying to um, Sort of bring everyone together But again even within that There will be so many views But this is what Andy had to say He's been speaking to Sky a short time ago We've known it's coming Because of the way that um, Holyrood's set up but it, it, it's not anything that's unusual. Half of Europe have got vaccine passports just now. And the biggest issue is, we have to say, is here is another Hobson's choice for everyone. You know, the new normality is we're going to need vaccine passports. And how can we make that work for the clubs and the fans? We like to sort of represent what the guys out there think. And we, we did some um, research this week and found that most fans going to games want 
people around them to be vaccinated. And the majority of fans, about 55 to about 36 or no, to 46, would prefer the vaccine passport if it makes things safer. So fans, when you ask them, can be pragmatic. But you also have to factor in there's been a real dust storm around this because of politics of it. We're the first in the UK to do it. And because there's no perspective, it's happening all over Europe, but because there's no perspective in the UK, we're all getting caught up in the, in the politics of it rather than sitting down and saying, OK, no one's going to have an easy time here. There's going to be a cost to clubs. How can we find some way that the government can help? Because we're only talking our top six clubs, Scotland international team and the Scottish rugby international team who are going to be affected by this. And we need people to sit around tables rather than throwing mud at each other to say, how can we make this work? Because ultimately, the COVID, the COVID virus has changed the world and all we're doing is we're going to the next new normal for a few months and then it will change again. Andy puts that very well. I'm sure you would agree. Thank you to Alice for sharing her experiences. Alice called in from Bishop Briggs this evening. Any more on this teaser? Mm, yeah, to change topic drastically. I've got one maybe. Go for it. Uh, I'm going up to Dundee. I'm going Charlie Adam. Yes. Oh, good shout. And I'm staying there with Berra. No No I'm moving from there to Glasgow And I'm going for Conor Golson No uh, And I'm moving a yeti. back Is a Yeti scored? No I'm no. going back to Motherwell To see that wee Derek <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you had one Arrivo. for Motherwell there no. there's, there's still some A couple of more obvious ones in there I think Obvious? Yeah Hmm Let's stick on that Theme then That you were going on there Rangers, um, Connor Golson. You're a big fan of his as well, and, he, and he listens to the he listens to the show. You'll be shouting, you'll be shouting his own name at the at the radio. I, I had him down for my last one. I wanted to go out in a high tonight because I've had a disaster of an evening, and I wanted you to play the tune and then go. Mm. But you've stolen my thunder. Scott Arfield, well done. All right, we'll get the rest of the answers and more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here It's 0141 951 1025 to join in We kicked off the show Looking ahead to the return of domestic football Hearing from uh, some guys giving us the insight Into the new signings that we maybe can expect to see For the first time this weekend um, The hot topic tonight clearly though Is vaccine passports It's been announced across the country for various events But for us in terms of Scottish football if it's a game with over 10,000 in the crowd, you will or may need to show proof of a COVID vaccine. That may well be in the form of spot checks, so it's not necessarily the case that every single person has to show, but th the idea is that you can only get into the game if you have proof of that vaccine. So lots of you on both sides are having your say, so we'll do more of them before the end of the show. Uh, we do have work to do on this teaser, though. Can you name 11 players currently playing in Scotland who have scored at least one goal in the English Premier League. Charlie Adam, Scott Arfield, Stephen Davis, Jermaine Defoe and James McCarthy. Lundstrom. Yes, well done. Well done, Daz. I'm, 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 well. I'm now struggling. Did time. I ask you about McNulty? Did I before Don't bother. Don't waste your time. Don't, don't waste my time either. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, I think you're rubbing off on me. Tavernier not with Newcastle no, in there. Come on. Oh, come on. No. The rest are much harder as well. <laughs> definitely, yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, definitely. Andy Halliday wouldn't be one. Did he, he, he scored, scored against Chelsea, Chelsea, but it wasn't. No, not in the English Premier League. Mm -hmm. He was an answer on last night's teaser for that 
So we can't have that two nights in a row. Nah, struggling. Really struggling. You're going to have to start thinking outside the box a little bit. Right, we're leaving Glasgow. <laughs> For sure, but I mean, right. even Scotland's got four divisions, remember? Oh! oh. I thought know. you said. Uh, oh, oh. I've never been listening. I thought you said. The, the no, you didn't. You just assumed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, I did assume. So, right, okay. We'll get it easy now. Oh, aye. Uh, yeah, come on. And on the tip of your tongue. We'll, we'll be back here next Thursday at ten past six with the answers. Right. The down, only thing, because you're really toiling now, you're, you're getting me down. So think down the divisions. Divisions, yeah. And also think very, very, very. Toby. No, sorry. Toby. <laughs> no. <laughs> just get excited there. I just thought goals and then no. the division. Um, very recent signing for Scottish football. That's one to bear in mind. Think about that and think about down the divisions as well. Mm. Okay Is the Jet one? No No the Jet is not one actually Which Down the division Do you know what? I know, but No hold on That's A little wee shirts inquiry on that. I thought the Jet would have scored a Premier League goal Maybe not Maybe the Championship So, so this guy's in the Championship Yeah Tick that box Or maybe lower Oh Or he's in the first or second division <laughs> Who's in the first division that played Falkirk Out of the one, two, three, four, five that you've got Falkirk or Queen's Park Three of them are not in the top flight Falkirk or Queen's Park Somebody, Falkirk or Queen's Park Yeah Because they're the guys that went in big Yeah I'm the right I'm the right No Not necessarily um, Forget what I said Let's bring in David and Castle Milk Hi David Hi hi How's it? Not bad How are you? Um, first time caller guys So um, What made you call tonight then David? What is it? Is it the, the vaccine passport? Or you feel pretty strongly about it? Yeah it was a vaccine passport So basically I'm a Rangers fan, but I don't, I don't actually go to the games. I've, I've always played football, so I've not really had the time in that. Um, so basically, it was a lady that called about just before the break. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Um, she made a fair point about how she got the vaccine, then she still got it, and she still she still felt kind of poor. But, uh, so I, I, I don't want to take the vaccine, but uh, I've got both parents who they were shielding as well. And obviously they do take the vaccine. But basically the point I'm trying to get to is you should have a freedom of choice. If you don't want to take it and you get really, really ill, then that's your choice. But if you're worried about it and you don't want it, then you take it. But my point is it's still going to spread either way. So if you don't take it, then you leave yourself at risk, which I'm willing to do because I don't want to take it. But that's basically just my point. Like, it's, it's, it's not about... Mm. Well I think the idea David is though That if if they can convince everyone And they clearly can't Because they can't convince you Yet or ever But if you can If you can convince everyone To get the vaccine The expert opinion is that It, it will stop the spread mm, Yeah well oh, I'm not a medical expert And I don't know that But Why is it not Stopping the spread To the people Who Still have it. Well, there, there, there are either again, and Doctor Duncan here, but there are there are a few aims and objectives of this vaccine and any vaccine, I guess. You, stopping people getting it's one thing, David, but making people survive when they do get it, making people nowhere near ill as they could be when they get it, is clearly another part of this. So it's all right to say yeah, people might still get it, but without the vaccine, they might get it and then die, or might get it and then become seriously ill, and this might reduce that. 
I think yeah. that, that's the official no, advice. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying the people who don't want to take that, they know they can get really ill, mm-hmm. but it could be their choice. So yeah, no, I get, and I get that. You're actually being fairly, you know, you're accepting of that. So with their football glasses on, then, do you accept that with your choice might come? A, a, a ban is not the right word That makes it sound too harsh With your choice might come A situation where you're not allowed To go to football games You'd, you'd accept that? Uh, I'll have to accept it yeah Because I'm not going to Kind of change my mm. My morals and stuff But um, That's just the way it has to be isn't it? I think the answer ultimately is Is yes Mark <laughs> I think you know that That is um, it, It's clearly not for us To, to talk up the vaccine As if you know, we and forever. If there was ever a night where I'm looking at the other side of the desk and wondering if the Scottish public are hanging on, no, your, the, the words coming out of your mouth about oh. the the accuracy oh. of the vaccine. Yeah, I'm I'm sceptical. I must admit. Um, but big picture, I think that it's just important to remember that. I love the way the guy Andy from the the Supporters yeah. Association put it. If you can take a step back and just remember. How big this is He said you know, th- th- There is no context We right now are thinking I want to go to Ibrox Or I want to go to Celtic Park And I can't believe they're making me do this If I want You know But if you step back This is pretty much how The world is going to try and deal with this Yeah And you can't make everyone like that Yeah And and again He touched on it there That Scotland will be the first place in the UK To, to roll this out So There is a bit of trepidation Always about that Um you know, listen, I'm double vaccined. I, I'm a believer in it. I think it works. But others, again, like David was saying there, have, have the choice. And I think that's where people will struggle because they think that their their rights are being infringed, that they can't go to a certain place because you must have this. The, the medical advice is there. It's people's choice, but it will come down to, to mm-hmm. something like this. It's it's just I think a surprise It's came at this time for everybody Like I said they, But, but should, been, should it be though? Well, probably not But you know the way the world works Gordon If people invest in something I think people in the summer Actually thought that this Covid was away mm. That was us We were in We were back to Football matches Concerts You could go about your life as normal Life's been tough I yeah. think they would acknowledge that But I think the, the kick up now From people who aren't taking the vaccine Is because of that and on top of that, that they're, normal, gonna, it's they're, not. they're going along to watch a, a, an event that the people that are they're watching aren't vaccinated against. Well, well but each again, other though, well. that, that's a bit of a leap because currently, yes, mm-hmm. by the time we get to October the first, how many will that be? Yeah. Like I said, that has been they've been speeding up that process. Jason Leach has been in dialogue that they're trying to make that um, a bit more of a priority now for footballers than it was in the past because we're seeing impact in the football now. We're still, after all this time. If you are a close contact And you're not mm-hmm. double vaccinated Then you'll, you'll miss vital games, games for your team yeah. So that's something footballers will need to decide upon My final word on this Is um, when I went for my vaccines Plural mm-hmm. At uh, Ravenscraig Clyde One was blasting through the 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 room The hall where they do yeah. them in. So they'll be listening to this conversation right now And if you're in the queue Just go ahead with it That's the official advice We can't let, we can't let us um, or anyone <laughs> put you off So there we go Um Right, we're going to have to leave it there As much as I would love to talk um, The effectiveness of a vaccine With Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson all night uh, Let's see if we can round off this teaser Quick, let's go We'll need some clues, Gordon So we're looking for four more They play in Scotland They've scored in the English Premier League One down the division There's still one at Rangers And you'll never, you'll never get it Oh Well, he's 
I couldn't believe this one Just totally forgot Is he a first team squad player yeah Oh he certainly was In the last game they played Balligan, Balligan. Leon Balligan Well done Oh yes Right Former Rangers Former Livy Now at Dunfermline Former Rangers Former Livy Now at Dunfermline Former Dundee as well I think he's at Dunfermline Yes Went out to Australia for a bit Played West Brom and so on Down the oh, road Oh M M M The midfield player M M No it's not him Oh yeah Oh same initials as me and you You and I Ah, oh, Doran's going to do Right, okay, who just signed for Aberdeen? I told you there was a Someone who just signed That's what I thought, the Jet He's got yeah, a brother who also plays For Newcastle I think he was a screamer against Man U, was it not? Oh my god You two oh, are rotten at this, honestly no, no, no. Matty Longstaff, Matty Longstaff. Oh, Here's the one you'll be kicking yourself Come with on. Michael Wallace nailed this one on the teaser if I tell you his team You'll get it straight away Right A race between you Right Clyde Good Willie Oh he's fast right Not so fast on beat the pundit <laughs> oh, good. Good. And Willie. the last one what would the, what would the commentator say If the cross was in the box You would leap up like a Salmon Connor Salmon <laughs> Salmon Sums <laughs> <laughs> up his name Connor Fish Connor Salmon Thank you Gordon Dill and Mark Wilson We're back at 6 tomorrow With Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy